Church and of our campus in Lexington, Kentucky. It is our prayer that as you listen today, you will be encouraged, challenged, and equipped to be all God has for you. We invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at either 8.30 or 11 o'clock a.m. at our Todd's Road campus near the Hamburg area of Lexington. And now, may you be blessed as we give our attention to the reading of God's Word. Chapter 14, verse 15 and 19, and then 25 through 27. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He's the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him, and it doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Now I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. I am telling you these things now while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the advocate as representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. This is the word of God for the people of God. Place to place. And I was so jealous. That seemed like so much fun. And uh, we would help them pack and load up the pickup truck and take it to the other house and unload it. And then I grew up and became a United Methodist minister. <laughs> and I got over it. Well, I got over the fun part, I guess. Yes, uh, we have moved around a bit. Thank goodness I've been privileged to say seven years, seven years, eight years, seven years. So I've had some stability, but there was a time in our lives when Susan and I moved four times in three years. Yeah, come on, more of a groan. <laughs> and uh, if you want to know more about that, ask Susan, but carve out two hours or so because it takes... <laughs> It takes a while to explain that, and there are a lot of, a lot of reasons. We left one church, and three months before we left, we moved into their brand-new parsonage and, and got to live in that before we moved up here to Lexington. Anyway, some other things. But anyway, that's, that's change. That's transition. And I do know a little about it from time to time. Transition and change. Today's also... Father's Day, and we celebrate fathers, and we have a change because the choir's not here backing me up. The choir's sprinkled out there, and uh, the choir gets to sit with our spouses and our children and our grandchildren, so some of you, it's a very special Father's Day because you can be right there with your, with your loved ones. Well, I've decided I don't like change much. I don't know if you have that opinion or not, but there's always an update coming on my computer. And I didn't want it or ask for it, but somehow it just pops up and everything, the screen looks different. And I don't know what to do for about a month. I keep searching around. And on my cell phone, I love, I love to look up uh, sports scores. And I have this one ESPN app, but they changed it in about a month ago. They changed it 
and I love to get the European golf scores, and I cannot find them anywhere on my phone. I'm going to have to go to AT&T and see what's going on. But anyway, another thing have changed. Susan and I love to watch the Hallmark Channel on TV. I know it's a bit prudish, but it's clean, and not much, not any nasty language, and and if it's, if it's violence, well, you should have seen the fight they had the other night. It was like you wouldn't even know they were fighting. It was so clean. But anyway, <laughs> something happened. Laurie Laughlin, whom you may know, an actress, and she was caught up in this uh, tuition for hire or whatever scheme. She was removed from the series, and so they took When Calls the Heart. When Calls the Heart's our special show we like. And so it shut it down. We were like, oh my gosh, change. We're never going to see it again. And then uh, here comes back when calls the heart. Back came back on. And there's a new Mountie in the picture. And we're so filled with excitement whether he will win the heart of the widowed school teacher. You know, and so it's, uh, it's just really exciting. But some, so transition and change can turn out to be kind of nice. Well, we are in transition. And Pentecost is the season of the year. And Pentecost is all about transition and change. Think of these early disciples. They had their leader arrested, Jesus. They watched him being tried, if you call that a trial. They saw him put on a cross, nailed to the cross, and dying there. Then they saw him resurrected. And they were excited again. And then, not long after that, he was taken away from them again and ascended back to be with God. That was a double whammy. He's with us, he's not with us, he's with us, and then he's not with us again. So those first followers of Jesus experienced so much change. Their lives were thrown into chaos. Their leader was gone. And they, they had already given up their day jobs. I mean, the fishing and whatever thing else they were doing. So what were they to do now? They were huddled in their homes, hiding, because they didn't know who else might be next on the cross. They were fearful. They just didn't know what to do and where to go from there. That's, that's the, the condition of the first church. Now, we call ourselves... Lexington First Church and over campus. But the very first first church were these disciples. And that's the situation they found themselves in. That kind of change, that kind of uncertainty, that kind of transition. So what were they to do? Well, as Jesus promised, he said, the Holy Father will send another helper another advocate, another one called the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, when I'm gone and lifted up from you, there will be another representation of God called the Holy Spirit who will come down. And that's why this is uh, Trinity Sunday. We celebrate God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three heads in one. And our Apostles' Creed and all of our ancient creeds celebrate 
those different aspects of how we know God. Our beautiful window, the, uh, the crown with God as the king of the world, the cross, Jesus, our Savior, and the dove and the flames of red are the Holy Spirit coming down upon the people. So when the disciples didn't know what to do, the day of Pentecost came, and Jim preached to us about that last Sunday. The followers did not know what to do, but the Holy Spirit came and gave them courage, strength, and courage to do their work, to do their job that Jesus left them to do. The Holy Spirit is with us for courage. In that 27th verse that Elizabeth read, he says to them, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. Because he says, I will be with you through the power of the Holy Spirit. So disciples, you can have courage in your time of transition and change. This, uh, this month, a couple, in the last couple of weeks, we've been focusing on D-Day, the 75th anniversary of D-Day. Susan and I had the privilege to go with the Sister Cities group from Lexington to Normandy and, uh, a few years ago and to walk among that cemetery uh, just, uh, just touches your heart so deeply. But we've been remembering those who served. We've been remembering their sacrifices. And we've heard words from those who returned. And many of them are in their mid-late 90s, maybe even 100. But one, one soldier was quoted in the paper, and hopefully we've been reading and watching their stories. But this one particular soldier from Kentucky said they kept asking him and others, well, were you scared? And they said, of course we were scared to death, hitting that beach, bullets flying everywhere. But this one soldier said, but we knowed what we had to do. We knowed what we had to do is the way he said it, and that made headlines of some newspapers. Yes, they knew what they had to do, and they set out and did it. And France is grateful, and Europe is grateful, and the world is grateful that a terrible uh, sin and evil was taken out of the world, and a lot of bloodshed to make that possible. But fearful though they were, they took courage and leaped out of those boats and went ashore to liberate, to liberate that area and to liberate freedom. Yes, the Holy Spirit provides courage for the task. And so those first disciples, instead of hiding away anymore, once the Holy Spirit at Pentecost came upon them, they decided they would go out, not stay in. They decided they would go tell, not be silent. They decided they would go share the story, not hold it to themselves. Pentecost brought about the birth of the church. It brought about the birth of evangelism, sharing the good news. Pentecost brought about the mission movement. Pentecost brought about so much of what our church and uh, Christianity is about today. So their lives, 
were in transition, but they found courage through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit also provides us comfort. Provides us comfort. It's comforting to know, is it not, when we face hardships in life or difficulties in life, it's hard uh, to do that. But isn't it wonderful to know that we are never alone? Through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, God says, I will always be with you. And that the 16th verse says that you will always have me with you. I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever, it says. Not just in good times, not just in bad times, but the Holy Spirit who will be with you forever. We can cling and claim the Holy Spirit. So the disciples were confused, they were upset, but they were comforted as well as given courage by the power of the Holy Spirit. And they decided to move out and move forward and do what Jesus commanded them to do before he ascended, to go make disciples of all nations, to baptize them, to teach them, and to do all of this in his name. Now, now we know that change and transition is thrust upon us. No, we didn't request it. No, we didn't expect it. No, we didn't want it. But it's what we've got. It is what it is. We didn't request a pastoral change, but sometimes things just happen for sure. We had uh, at annual conference this year, 21 clergy retired it was quite a scene to see 21 persons and their spouses up in front of us. So that meant our annual conference, the Kentucky Annual, is quite a bit of transition and change. 21 retiring, and from the Board of Ordained Ministry, I knew that we ordained one and commissioned about 12, but only two of those persons weren't already serving a church. So you got 21 out and two in, that's, that's, makes it pretty difficult and how to cover all of that space. But indeed, indeed, transition and change is here. But what we want to affirm this morning is that the work and ministry of this church is much more than about any pastor who comes our way. Yes, Chad will come to bring us pastoral leadership and worship leadership, but the ministries of this church are ours. We are the hands and feet to the mission work, to Sunday school, to choir, to Bible study, to Bible school. Everything that happens, we are the hands and the feet of those ministries. And the only way they ever got done is that many of us, all of us, took up the task and, and did them. And we must continue to be about that task. We must continue our work with courage and with comfort that we are doing the work of God and we will continue to do the work of God. I, uh, 
About a month ago, when Jim asked me to preach on transition and change, I found in the newspaper this, uh, I think it was Dear Abby, one of those, yes, I read Dear Abby, I read a couple of comics, and <laughs> yes, I read Dear Abby too. But anyway, this really proved to be helpful. Someone wrote in to her and said, on the subject of people resisting change, whether it's bad or good, I would like to offer the following statement. The end of the world as we know it is also the beginning of the world as we don't know it yet. It might be better. Now, don't go telling Jim I said it's going to be better that you're gone. Okay. <laughs> but, but the quote is, the end of the world as we know it is also the beginning of the world as we don't know it. It might be better. That sounds simple enough. And then dear Abby responded, Thank you for this reminder to embrace uncertainty rather than shy away from it. Hmm. Sound like got a little Holy Spirit there. We've got to have some courage and some comfort to embrace uncertainty. Yes, we don't know what the next year will bring, but we sure know a lot of things are not going to change. We're still going to have Bill and Janelle doing their thing and leading the music and Savannah and a lot of other people and Sunday school teachers and everybody's going to keep on doing their part. We all are called, all called to keep on doing our part. There's been a lot of transition and change in this last month. We recognized our graduates, the high school graduates. As they go to college, they have no idea what they're in for, do they? <laughs> they may think they do who their freshman roommate was. I could tell you stories about that, but I don't want to scare you. So anyway, lots of things, transition, uncertainty, and change. Or when persons graduate from college and start their job or move to a new community. It's all about transition and change. It's all around us. It is what it is. And we, as Christians who follow our Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit, must uh, gear up and get ready for this venture in faith in this next year ahead. It's, it wasn't all about Todd, and it wasn't all about Jim, and it won't be all about Chad. It'll be about us and how willing we are to be strong and continue our work here at Andover for the work of the kingdom. So we're going to keep on working together by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to work with our new pastor by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to work and do the ministries of the church by the power of the Holy Spirit with courage and with comfort. We will manage this transition with his grace within us. Let us pray. Lord God, you know, uh, you know how difficult it is for us to deal with change and handle change and manage change, but change is all around us. It certainly is. And we just, uh, within the life of our local church and many other churches who are experiencing change this time of the year, we pray that your Holy Spirit, and we know before we even ask, that you'll be with us to guide us, to strengthen us, to give us courage, 
and to comfort us along the way. Help us to keep on taking up the task that you've called each one of us to do as we've pledged our support to you in this church. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.